Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm here with my dear friends, Alicia and Cassandra, and we're going to be looking at the astrology of the week starting August 26, 2019. How are you both doing? Good, thank you. Really good. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> uh, coping with Virgo season okay? Yeah, it's a nice kind of calm down for me after all that Leo fire. <laughs> I don't know about you gals, but I'm like, Whew, nice to get my feet on the ground again. Nice. How about you guys? Cass, you were saying you feel a little bit maybe overstimulated. Yeah, I guess just the last few hours prior to recording this episode, a few things that like needed my immediate attention. And I mean, that's not a new thing for me. I always get that place where I feel like I can go on cruise control for a while. And then, so, you know, I might get a little bit like not so much lazy, but not push as hard. And then of course the spanner in the works, so I'm like, oh shit, like that'll kind of like teach me for thinking I could just be on cruise control. So, but no, it has been, I guess, a little bit the last few days since, um, you know, because we record a little bit in advance, the last few days um, since the Virgo party has arrived, um, Mars this week, or, you know, last week from recording and what have you, um, it has felt, I've just felt a little bit more focused, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, just that kind of like honing in, channeling in, lasering in on, um, on stuff. So it's been a good feeling actually, but I can sort of almost sense that this week, uh, that we're going to be talking about, um, the focus might be slightly overdone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it's definitely more like Virgo is very good for getting things done, but I do find that Virgo tends to run on this low grade kind of anxiety as well, where the mind is just constantly strategizing and refining and can I squeeze a bit more in and, you know, I'm going to make this meal. Do I throw a load of washing in at the same time or I've got to write that, you know, it's just trying to be maximum efficiency. I'm trying to be so yeah. efficient with everything that there is this kind of overthinking, overanalyzing piece that is a little bit like, wow, I need to just take a bath or, or have a vodka or something to chill. Yeah, totally. 100%. 100%. And speaking of I'm like... I'm talking about... Oh, yeah, go, okay. Go, talking leash. about that, Kel, because I know a few listeners were kind of commenting in the comments uh, this oh, last yes, week. Oh, yes, yes, about... When, when did your movers arrive and when did oh, all the unpacking yes. okay, start? Okay, so finally the movers um, did arrive August 16. Everything showed up and so we had... Uh, we had a big day, 181 boxes. That's how many boxes it took to pack up our entire house, every little skerrick of thing in our house. And we didn't realise, which was sort of a blessing in disguise. Well, not it was a blessing. We just didn't know about it, that the movers were actually unpackers as well. So the first few hours of the day, all the stuff was brought into the apartment and then the movers, because I was just here by myself in the morning, had to wait for my husband to come back. The movers didn't speak English. And when my husband came back, because he had to go to work in the morning for a bit, the, he was talking to the movers and they're like, he, they, Peter, my husband said to me, they're actually going to unpack. And so by lunchtime, they're starting to set up the couches and put the legs on things and put the beds back together. And they pulled everything they said for the kitchen, the cuisine, the French, that's the French term for, qu for kitchen, 
They're like, we can put things into the cupboard or we can just unpack and leave everything on the counter for you. And we said, pop it on the counter because we wanted to wash some of the stuff. And, you know, you want to think about where you're going to put your dishes and your glasses in the kitchen and stuff. But they unwrapped everything, which was huge. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for um, following along on this crazy journey. Even <laughs> though we felt it took longer than we were led to believe, we have actually since heard that the length of time from when our stuff was packed up to when it arrived was much less compared to other people's experiences. So uh, we were very grateful for that. But yeah, I feel so much more settled now that, I mean, you can't see anything behind me. I haven't quite got, you know, my flowers and my bookshelf and stuff set up office wise, but having, you know, the rest of the house kind of coming together is, is wonderful. Nice. Yeah, Thanks, beautiful. Jupiter Station. It's it, yeah, basically yeah. That so the week after that, yeah, just after the, mm. and I realised the full moon in Aquarius at twenty two mm. Aquarius was right on the IC, the home and family point in my husband's chart, and I thought it was really interesting that within twenty four hours of that full moon, we were unpacking our house basically. So mm. that was really nice timing, especially given um, that he's kind of like the reason for the move. Pardon. Especially given that, like, he's really the reason for the move, you know what I mean? It's like he's the yes. anchor point, I guess, of the whole experience. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, people do keep asking me about different things, like, astrologically for me, and I keep doing exactly that, Cass, which is this move was a cat that was triggered by him and his chart and his journey and his connections here. So it's not that, you know, it's a bad thing or it's bad timing for me, but the activation that we're seeing is very strong in his chart, in terms of the timing, and even in terms of like the geographical connection, you know, there's a technique in astrology called astrocartography, where you have a look at where the planetary energy lines in your chart show up in geographical places around the world. And I'm no expert in this technique, but there is a way to do it in Solifier. Um, and I don't have any strong lines um, through Belgium and the part of Europe that we're in, but my husband has two really prominent career lines here. So mm. it makes complete sense that we've come to this location for his job. So... Yeah. yeah, but I do feel I'm a bit more myself. So if I haven't been as bubbly as normal on the show, I, I now that I was saying last night that now that I feel a bit more grounded, it's making me realize just how unsettled I was. I think the whole time Mars was in Leo, just that whole six week period. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to be kind of back in the studio with a more grounded um, presence with you guys today. Yay. And that's the thing with uh, Mars uh, in the sixth transits, isn't it? It really sets a punishing pace. Yeah, it can be really, it was just a bit disruptive to my everyday, you know, routines and, and schedules. And I realized I was constantly like had a week off for the move. Then I'd come back and work for a week and just try and get as much done. And then I'd need another week off for something else. And it was this constant like two weeks on, two weeks off, week on, week off, five, that whole Mars in Leo time. So I'm really, I don't want to yeah. like punish my, like to get into the, you know, overdoing it with Virgo, but I'm interested to hear from our listeners as to how they feel now that we are kind of into the super Virgo period. And I know there's a change we're going to talk about this week, which is just amping up the Virgo vibe to a whole new level with Mercury moving yep. into Virgo later in the week. Uh, yeah. But um, who wants to start us off this week with the Astro? I mean, well, where really, do we want to start? Doing? 
<laughs> we, we did I thought come- it was a group. It was a group effort this week because it's 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 literally Uranus week. Yeah. Because this is the thing about Virgo season this year, you know. A, we've got a whole stellium of planets now moving together. You know, so everyone's tracking across into from Leo into Virgo, and then as each of them hits those first degrees of Virgo, they're coming up to a trine with Uranus. So we've got what first Venus, then Mars, and then the Sun this week. All Um, trine Uranus. Trine Uranus and then Mercury will be early next week because it just moves into Virgo plus a new moon. So it's definitely a week of uh, new beginnings and breaking things apart. I thought you were just going to say breaking things. I'm like, yes, sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we had termed this week Uranus week, hadn't we? And it reminds me of that kind of startup business quote of move fast and break things. Um, And that really feels like this week, not that I want people to like, you know, shatter stuff, but sometimes if you want to stimulate things or if you want to end up in a different place, you've got to break with the habits or the patterns that you might be a bit entrenched in. And this week feels really good for innovating. Like you're, you're breaking something to do it better. You're not just breaking it so that you've got a mess to clean up kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Although I've got a quote at the moment, which is going through my head, which is, go slow to go fast. Oh, I like it. Because it's like, you know, when you're really rushing somewhere and you're you're stressed and you're making all these mistakes. And I feel like with the earth energy, what it actually gives us a chance to do is to just still keep up with the pace, but just slow it down enough that you're not making the mistakes, that you're, you're being being prepared. You know, what is it? The scouts motto, be prepared. Yeah. Um, you know, so you so that later on you things will go more quickly because you've got all the right procedures in place and you've planned well, so you're not having to fix up the mistakes or, or change things just because of that earth of you know Uranus in Taurus and you've also got all the planets in Virgo. So it just feels like there's the the pace is still there and it's still going fast and Uranus is definitely electrifying things and waking things up. But yeah, it's just not as it it does still have a feet on the ground kind of stuff. So what are you thinking, Cass, about these uh super earth but with Uranus combos this week? Yeah, I just had this kind of vision of this woman I used to work with who had a fair bit of Virgo in her chart. And I just remember her one time just having this sort of like almost this like moment where she was just like, remember that? I don't, did you any, I can't even talk. Any of you girls see that movie called Falling Down? It had um, Michael Douglas in it and he's just like this regular guy just working, paying the bills, got his wife, got his kids, just that, you know, that live in the dream in inverted commas. And he's, it's, the movie's called Falling Down. So it's almost like there's all these, like, chips. And I think that's really um, what Uranus transits can do. It chips away at things that are kind of, like, not authentic or not sort of real for you anymore. And if you've been pushing those things down, then there's that kind of, like, bubble effect. And he just, like, loses his shite in the movie And I always remember this like scene in the movie where he just goes up to these construction workers and goes, what's wrong with the street? You know, and he's starting to like fall down, like falling down. So whenever I'm driving along and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with the street? But, but yeah, like, I mean, I think there is this, this thing here where the energy can be so high, so frantic that 
it can almost be like a bit surprising that the things that you thought you were okay with or that you were coping with okay or the changes on the fly, they just with so many hits, I think there could almost be this compounding effect. Um, And if you do tend to err on the side of getting a little bit anxious or getting like wired up, I think this is definitely a week to be mindful of that and not lose sight of you know, those like self-care rituals and, you know, say no, because, you know, Uranus does have this kind of, you know, as, you know, one of your key phrases, Lishi, the buffet of crazy. So you could say, yes, yeah, sure, I can help you with this. And yeah, I'll do that for you. And, you know, all the Virgo stuff. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, you've kind of like losing the plot because you've just taken on so much. So I do think that it's almost like, you know, embracing the earth side going, hmm, I can do that for you, but maybe I'm going to do it on my terms or the way that um, works best for me. So I can have that, the factor of continuation or follow through that earth really does like to have. So, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a good thing, but I think there's also, you know, Uranus can have a bit of a burnout quality to it and Virgo can do it too. So I think combined, it's just being a little bit cautious about not biting off more than you can chew this week. Yeah, there's yeah. That's, that's definitely that feeling of things potentially being a bit frantic or a bit frazzling. Um, sorry, Lisa, you had some extra thoughts there? Oh, no, I was just actually bringing together what the both of you were talking about. I kind of was thinking of like an innovative clockmaker, like a mad kind of genius, but putting yeah. it into all these little fine details. And I'm reading Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory with my daughter and or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. And it it just made me think about that, you know, these all the, the little processes that go into place, but he's totally mad with the way he does it. But in the end comes out this really beautiful and amazing product. So I also think that's potentially with this as well is like, okay, well, what little processes can we break apart or change in our routine? Where where can we, you know, okay, well, I normally do this every morning. Maybe I can do that at night and, and change things up and then see what, what the potential is with it too. Um, that was... I love it. Yeah, I mean, so to just make sure it runs across the astro, we've got Venus, Trine, Uranus, 6 Virgo to 6 Taurus. That's Monday in Canada or in the States and Tuesday in Australia. Wednesday, I think everywhere, Mars at 6 Virgo, Trine, Uranus at 6 Taurus. And then Thursday in Canada and the States, which will be Friday in Australia, is Sun at 6 Virgo, Trine Uranus at 6 Taurus. So you can Mm. see how it feels a little bit like either the breakthroughs keep coming or the hits just keep coming this week. Mm. Uh, And there is excitement, but I I liked how you were both talking about it, like particularly what you were saying, Cass, about that potential to be overstimulated or overwired or just... To me, it feels like a week that could get a little bit out of control where there's just so much going on or so many balls in the air. Yes, and it's going to feel, if you like, erratic or jagged where there's like, you know, a lot's happening in some areas and then other areas might hit a little bit of a lull because Uranus is not consistent and steady. It's like higgledy-piggledy. It's up and down. It's more like that roller coaster kind of vibe. Yeah. The only thing you can expect is the unexpected with him. And I think as well, you know, Mars Uranus is fireworks, really. So that middle... Yeah, midweek. Midweek fireworks, (laughs) midweek explosion, midweek bomb going off. Yeah. Yeah, It does feel... 
But it's a chance, I, I don't know, I feel like it's a chance to tell the truth, a chance to kind of assent, assert yourself in a real way, a chance to kind of get back to honest, bare bones about things. So, yeah, but it may, yeah, just being careful of how it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, it's just, I, I think one of the themes for this week, you know, one of you was alluding to this earlier around Uranus and what's right for you and what's authentic. And it's it's that idea of you do have to speak your truth. You have to call things as they are from your perspective. And mm. it might be that it causes, you know, it ruffles a few feathers or it does upset the proverbial apple cart. But sometimes this week, you know, it's a great week for making change, but you've got to think about if you want to make something, if you want to change something, you can't keep doing what you've always done. You know, isn't that like the definition of madness or something? If, you know, mm-hmm. to, to think yeah. that doing the same thing is somehow magically going to lead to a different outcome. So in that way, it's a very empowering kind of vibe where we each have the power to create a different outcome by changing our behavior, changing how we speak, changing, you know, just how we operate basically. So I think that's a good um, vibe. And then, you know, we do have, I know, I think we've got the new moon at the end of the week, new moon in Virgo um, at six degrees Virgo. So the new moon itself is trying Uranus just to add to that. <laughs> and the new moon, I think it's Friday um, in Australia and in Canada and the States. So later in the day for you gals and then earlier it's in the eight, morning. 8.37 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So it'll be earlier in the morning for our friends in, mm. in the States and in Canada. Um, yeah. So the week leading up to it means we've got a balsamic or dark moon. We've got the deep waning moon that is about closure and completion. And that can also be a little bit about physical depletion. So I think there is a little bit of a caution this week to just try not to, you know, overtax our nervous system and to take care of our bodies because it feels like maybe running on empty but seeing the finish line right there. But you could put yourself into a little bit of like adrenal sort of stress or fatigue trying to get everything done. Um, Have you guys thought about sort of just that weirdness of like the new moon, but it's at the very end of the week? Yeah, and I guess that was my point in respect to like not overdoing it this week, even though like there is that, you know, Virgo in of itself sort of wants to be of service. It wants to do things. It wants to help and contribute. And with the trying to Uranus, there is that capacity of not saying no. Yes, I'll do that for you. Yes, I can do that. With the balsamic moon in play, it's just, you know, wearing, you know, pump, you know, just like taking those hits um, continuously. And then, of course, um, you know, that new moon, even though it's on the fresh side of the cycle, it's still dark. Mm-hmm. And so I just think there is this kind of like little bit of a, you know, um, at your own risk, you know, like say yes to all those Uranus opportunities, all those trines and all those sort of like changes in schedule. But if that means, you know, um, going home and making a salad instead of grabbing Maccas on the way home, oh, that's Australian for McDonald's, by the way, yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, <laughs> um, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, just be mindful of, you know, how much your individual body how much stress have you got in the tank before you're really like running on empty? And we've been having a chat over WhatsApp as we do about that whole, you know, the mental load and all those things that we take on. And perhaps this is actually a time to break the old patterns, Uranus, so we can look after ourselves, especially for those of the feminine gender who tend to take on more of a load. Not saying that all it's always like that, but yeah, it's it's a chance to actually 
break those patterns and say, no, I'm going to put my health first because, or my routine first or my needs first, depending on where it falls in your chart. So that when I'm feeling well, when I'm looking after myself, when I'm sustained and, and look, and then I can go and look after everyone else. And then I can go and be of service. Um, instead of just the, the whole running on empty that, it's almost like a badge of honour sometimes, especially in mum life. Um, oh, you know, I don't know, we've got book week here in Australia, which I don't know if you have the equivalent in America or, or Europe, but it's this whole thing where the kids go to school and they all get dressed up and this will be that week actually. And so all the mums kind of, you, you have to create, the kids have to dress up in as their favourite book character. And so it's a whole badge of honour. You know, I stayed up until three in the morning sewing this costume for my kid. And um, maybe it's the time to just pull something out of the dress up box. Yeah. <laughs> go, go to Kmart and and buy it and not buy into the whole crazy of, um, you know, like having to sign up to the whole crazy mental load of, yeah, being being the perfect mum because I feel like that's a big part of, yeah, the mental load. The mental load. Yeah, I mean, that does remind me a little bit of the movie um, I Don't Know How She Does It that Sarah Jessica Parker was in a few years ago where she's like this high-flying executive woman and the kid's having a baked sale at school or someone's birthday. She just buys a takeout, like something from Woolies or the supermarket, and she musses it up a bit to try and make it seem like it was homemade. Um, yeah, this is after getting off a 10 p.m. <laughs> flight from New York awesome. where she just had a big board meeting and she had to buy it at the deli on her way. And, yeah, yeah, yes. I remember okay, that movie. Okay, you know the movie, yeah. which is great. And she had the, the mean mums that she had to come and line up against the next morning. Yeah. And so there's that. And then I also think, you know, one thing that Virgo and Taurus have in common is that they're both signs that are quite natural or into sort of health and wellness mm. or you know, particularly Virgo is sort of that clean food, clean living and not saying, you know, you have to make the gluten-free, dairy-free, all organic, you know, brouhaha, but there is something about the simplicity, you know, that old Kellogg's cornflakes ad, the simple things in life are often the best. And I wonder if people are feeling a bit swept up in maybe a Leo hangover of, of keeping up appearances, that this could be a week where you maybe question the cost to yourself emotionally, physically, or mentally of trying to just play someone else's game. Because ultimately Uranus is about being authentic. It's about showing up for where you are with what you can Mm. at that point in time. Um, You seem to be resonating with this, Cass. Yeah, it reminds me of something I often say to people, whether it's, you know, on the more like health and fitness bandwagon, you know, in the gym or, you know, astrology conference where we sort of all go hard or go home and you know we're in our 40s now all of us can you believe I know. it however we are we are and people will often say once you know and you know, it can be 25 and it's still relative because you're not 18 anymore so you'll often hear people go oh I'm getting old I can't do what I used to do and I always say yes you can yeah. you just have to realize it takes you a little bit longer to recover yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, might, that might be the thing. <laughs> and you can't do and it as often be, as you used to. <laughs> that's it. It's just the recovery period is longer. Like I can still like, you know, I mean, we can all stay up all night, have great chats and have a few drinks and all that, but we need our recovery time. And I think this is the the earth element. Like we have to respect 
you know, what's solid or the boundary or the limit and, you know, how far can you go? It's not like this is a an air uh, element or a fire element in play. It's earth. So it's like, you know, having to ground back, mm. get back into the body, refeed, refuel, rest, and then go back and, and do whatever Uranus crazy you've got going on for yourself. So, Yeah. I, do, I will never accept a limitation. <laughs> that is just my thing. So it's like, yeah, we can still do it, but we just have to take that little bit of longer time to recover from it. So, yeah. I mean, that is Uranus, though, isn't it? Like the rebellion or the revolutionary. And, and that thematically is one of the things I'm actually really excited about for this week, which is, you know, there is the possibility of refreshing things, you know, resetting things. We're coming into September, which I know in Australia is like spring cleaning time. And in North America, you know, it's sort of the back to school time where everybody's kind of getting into new routines and new rituals. And uh, and so this really feels like if you want to be more organized, you want to be more grounded, or you want to be more on top of things, try something different. Use technology. I mean, Uranus is very much about 21st century technology. If you're struggling to get every item on the shopping list, are you using an app that everyone can contribute to, you know, um, you and your partner rather than something written on the fridge that everybody forgets or you're not there when you think of the thing you need? Um, That's just one example of how technology can really help improve efficiency or free up time because ultimately Uranus is about change that leads to more freedom. And so the ways in which I think each of us feels a bit restricted or a bit weighed down or even a bit imprisoned, like we're really limited by something, they're the topics that I think this week we're ripe for revolution, essentially. Yeah, great points, Kel. I mean, I always love if with Uranus, if there's a bit of restlessness going on, often it gives you insights into those areas of your life where change is needed, where you do feel held back. And I feel like, you know, with with everything that's going to be going on with Virgo season, because it is going to be like a ping pong ball of, you know, first everything's hitting Uranus and it's going to ping pong back and forth between Jupiter and Saturn. And then it's going to pick up as well Neptune and Pluto. So I feel like this is kind of, the first awakenings of some insights that we can get on some of the larger patterns and the broader patterns and then go into the second half of the year because this is the last new moon before the equinox um, and, and heading into that time. And here it's, what, two days before the official start of spring. So I loved what you're saying about, you know, it really is a time of new starts, new freshness, new things going on. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see the insights people get and whether or not it's personally picking up on the Uranus in Taurus and what's been happening since that moved in really permanently back in um, earlier this year. Yeah, back in March. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's giving people a good sense of this week's astrology, Uranus week plus a new moon in Virgo uh, at the end of the week. Do either of you have any final thoughts on the astro as we're getting towards the end of this show? Just be nice to have Mercury in Virgo yes. like, while all this is going on, okay. you know, to have the ruler in Mercury. So all of these planets are going to be answering to a planet that's in its own house, in its own sign, not in its own house, it's in its own sign, in its it's own in its own sign. place. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's in its happy place. So, yeah, who they'll be answering to and what they'll be talking to is it's something with dignity um, and will really be able to help it out. And I think 
even brings even more that analytical, thoughtful, critiquing nature of Virgo. Beautiful. Final thoughts from you, Cass? Yeah, I mean, the sixth degree of Virgo Taurus is the spot for this week. So that falls in the, within the Egyptian terms or bounds of Venus. So, um, I think, you know, we could bring in themes of relationship. We could bring in themes with, you know, collaboration or togetherness with other people. Um, you know, there's that, that element of, you know, perhaps the feminine being a little bit disrupted or, you know, not happy to do what I've always done. And that really does feed back in some of the WhatsApp chats we've had this week. It's like, you know, why are we kind of um, always like, you know, renegated or relegated to the same type of roles? So, yeah, just a few things. So you're thinking it's the terms of Mercury, I think so. I just early Virgo was Mercury's terms. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm looking. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Cause I'm looking at Taurus. Right. I was like, <laughs> is she I'm doing at, Taurus yeah, here? The first terms of Taurus. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a really good point yeah, actually. Same, because same, it'll same. be yeah. two planets in their uh, yeah, dignity. Just, like, cause you'll have Uranus so in Taurus. Communication. Yeah. Sorry, Cass. Yeah. I feel like both of you guys were so excited that both were talking at the same time then. <laughs> Yeah, the joys of the internet. But, yeah, sorry, you were saying, Lishi? No, no, just because you've got, you know, so Uranus in Taurus is in Venus's Terms. Um, term in her own sign and then you've got everybody else in Mercury's term in his own sign as well. So it, it yeah. even doubles up or doubles down, whatever you want to call Double, it, on the, yeah. what we were talking about, about the, the dignity of this week and how there will be juice and flow and, and support rather than being held back or frustrated. Yeah, I think totally. especially. So it might be like give voice to anything. Give mm. voice to anything. Yeah, sorry, Cass, what else did you, I feel like you have juicy thoughts that you just, um, yep. we're not getting them today and we want them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes I just, you know, I don't mind taking that step back. Um, yeah, no, I feel that, um, you know, if the, the stress levels or the anxiety or that feeling that the tension that Uranus can bring, um, it's just speak up, talk about it. Um, you know, particularly if it's a particular person or relationship or friendship or situation, you know, if it's going to cost you, you know, honesty, you know, this is Uranus into playing with all these planets after all. It's about being honest and authentic and, you know, Virgo being the the key sign here, Mercury moving into that sign, all playing out in Mercury's terms. It's not a time to like put up and shut up. It's a time to speak up if you've had enough or if you're done or if you need help rather than being the helper, you know, consistently. So, that will be, um, you know, it's easier for everybody. Like some people it's very easy to do that stuff. For other people it's very challenging to like give voice to what they really think and feel. But I guess it's also about, you know, how long can you continue doing what you're doing if you do, you know, as we said earlier, you can't continue to do the same thing expecting change or a different result. So if you are at that point where you're at your wit's end, you're tearing your hair out, speak like get it out there talk about it all that sort of stuff so verbalize 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 um, yeah that that's exactly that six degrees is is hot this week so yeah 
Yeah, that's a beautiful point, Cass, that if you, if anyone has got planets around six degrees of, honestly, I think any of the earth any. or water signs um, plus any of the mutable signs. So that includes Gemini, Virgo, Sag, Pisces, um, Taurus, Scorpio Capricorn, and Scorpio and Cancer. Yeah. So any of those signs, if you have a planet or an angle like your ascendant or your midheaven around, we could say maybe five or six degrees. Um, so if you're a five degree Cancer rising or a five degree Scorpio moon, you're going to feel this as well because of the aspect patterns that the planets at six Virgo are going to be, six Virgo and six Taurus are going to be spinning off to you. Yeah. Um, one thing I realized we didn't mention, which maybe we'll just throw in really quickly as we're finishing, is that the end of this week, um, the 29th, 30th, and even parts of the 31st, is this extremely Virgo 48-hour period. Once Mercury moves into Virgo and the moon goes into Virgo shortly after that, so the hours before and after the new moon, we have all of the fastest moving planets, the sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and the moon, five out of mm -hmm. 10 planets that are typically used. So half of the sky is just in Virgo for about 48 hours over the new moon period. So it, and Mercury, as you guys, the, the term piece, I thought was really interesting. I had to get my little Mercury symbol because I was like, I'm so excited. Mercury's only in his own terms because he's moving so quickly, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so this feels like a massive weekend of organizing, planning, dealing with logistics with that combo of sort of super extreme Virgo stuff. So I'm very excited to hear people's decluttering projects, their planning projects. What are you getting, you know, wellness into on the wellness front? Um, so Innovative um, ideas. Innovative ideas. I mean, it just feels... Yeah, it's a busy, it's a very unique week. Um, so what do you guys have going on outside of um, our little podcasting? Have you guys, either of you got any events or things you want to talk about and share with our listeners? I'm actually away this Not week. Not yet. Not yet, Cass, but you are working on things, so people should stay tuned for that. Um, and Cass, sorry, Lise, you're away this week? Yes. Nice. So I'm... I've I've got a few yeah I've got no consults left this week every all my spots are booked up um but yeah I'm going away so looking forward to actually having a fresh new start with a friend fantastic that sounds brilliant um what do I have on I think it's just sort of a back I'm just getting I feel like as soon as Mars went into Virgo I'm just back to regular work um so I've got full week of clients um but the thing I want to let people know about is uh I do have my next online class which is um consulting skills for challenging aspects in the chart and that starts September 9 so you can sign up for that um, ideal for sort of more intermediate students who are wanting to go deeper into chart work or for people who are working with clients and need some extra tips and insights about how to handle some of the more challenging subject matter. Uh, so that's... Sounds like an awesome and much needed course, Kel. I've actually already sent a couple of people to it. So oh, thank you. Crossed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so I guess that's it from us this week. To either of you, I feel like I'm like, oh, are we done now? Um, do we have to stop talking? <laughs> I'm clearly getting the Mercury vibe. Um, but I guess we do so that we can let people go on with their days. So, yes. yeah, I guess we'll say bye from us and we'll see you all again soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a, Bye, girls. Bye. Have a See productive you later. and healthy week. <laughs>